That was aggressive. That was aggressive. I love it. That's awesome. Oh, how's everybody doing today? You good? Good. Well, it is so awesome to have the whole family back here with us today. Um, this is one of my favorite Sundays. I love it when we're all together and we get to just take some time and uh, have fun together, worship together, and then pray together. So at the end of this, I'm going to just give a little short message here. And then we're going to have all of the students who are heading back to school and the teachers come on up. And we're going to just pray a blessing over you. We pray that God is just going to give you a phenomenal year, that he is going to be with you and help you overcome any challenges, and that it's just going to be a really great year. So I'm excited. How many of you are excited for a new school year? Yes. For sure the parents and the little ones. The rest of us are like, eh, okay. I don't know about you, but I find that the fall and kind of back to school is much more of a restart for me, even more than like January. How many of you that's the case? Like, I feel like I make new goals, I get out all the planners, I get myself organized, probably coming off all the summer chaos. I just feel like I am ready for a little bit of structure. And so always a part of when I'm kind of doing a restart or when I'm kind of thinking of goals is taking some time and maybe let God speak something to me of, hey, Lord, what do you want to do in my life right now? What is something that you're talking to me about? What is something you want me to add to my life? What's something you want me to take away? Is there something in your word that you want to show me that I should focus on in this season? And so today, I want to talk to you about a couple of verses that have been kind of stirring around in my heart over the last few weeks. And it's found in the book of Psalms. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Psalm chapter 19. So if you have your Bibles, turn there. Maybe you want to open it up in your phone. Well, we're going to be talking today about Psalm 19, 7 through 8. And here's what it says. The words are going to be on the screen as well. The law of the Lord is perfect. It gives us new strength. The laws of the Lord can be trusted. They make childish people wise. The rules of the Lord are right. They give joy to our hearts. And the commands of the Lord shine brightly. They give light to our minds. And I want to talk to us today about why it's important that we follow the commands and instructions and laws of God. Now, how many of you have rules in your house? Just a few of you. You're all lying. Do you have a rule to not lie? I know you all have rules in your house, right? Now, how many of you are rule followers? Like, you just always follow the rules. You do the right... Th I know. Come on. Raise your yes, my mother. Uh-huh. For sure. Yes, Rick Ketterling, put your hand down. You are not a rule follower. <laughs> okay, now, how many of you are rule breakers? You're like, ah, oh, they're like more like suggestions. Yeah, okay, I see that. Okay, I see that, right? I'm probably somewhere in between. But there are rules everywhere, right? When you go back to school this week, or if you've already gone back to school, I'm sure your teacher has rules for the classroom. Things that you have to do, you have to ask for permission before you get up. You have to do things like that, right? There's rules in your classroom. There are rules in our homes with our families that we have to follow. Grown-ups, we have rules. We have rules with our jobs. We have rules with the police. When we're driving our car, we have to follow certain rules if we're going to live in this state and country, right? And some rules are easy to follow, right? Some rules, we're just like, oh, that's easy, right? Like, for instance... A lot of people don't have a problem with the rule of, like, please don't blow things up. Anybody have a problem with that rule? No. 
Maybe, maybe Joel. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, a few people. But for the most part, we're not like, I don't know, is that a good rule of That's an easy rule to follow. Most of us are probably not going to be tempted by that. Or we can all agree with the rule, like, let's make sure that you pay for things before you take them out of your house or before you take them out of the store, right? We don't steal things. We can all kind of agree that that's a good rule. Most of us aren't going to have a hard time following that rule. But some rules might be harder to follow. Maybe you don't like the rule or you don't understand the rule. Like, how about the family rule that you put your dirty dishes in the dishwasher, not the sink? Pastor Jeff, put your dirty dishes in the dishwasher, not the sink. How many of you have a hard time following that rule? Okay, thank you for your honesty. Or how about you put your dirty clothes in the laundry basket? Not next to the laundry basket, not around the laundry basket, not in the general vicinity of the laundry basket. Anybody have a problem with that rule? Yeah. Pastor Jeff, yeah. <laughs> raise your hand. Okay. Okay. A few of you. Yeah, I see you girls back there. Yeah, that's a hard one. Or how about, oh, this is a good one. If you're at a stoplight in the middle of the night and it's red and there's no one around, do you still... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, for your honesty. Also, Pastor Jeff. Yes, absolutely, right? Some rules are harder to follow. Some rules we are like, ah, I don't know. But I want to talk to you today about God's rules. I want to talk to you about the rules that God tells us are so important for us to follow. The most important rules in our lives, and those are God's rules and commands. So let's look at that scripture again, and I highlighted there are four ways that this scripture describes God's rules or God's laws. The law of the Lord, the laws of the Lord, the rules of the Lord, and the commands of the Lord. Now, in the Bible, the word law means something maybe a little different than we would think of it. When we think of laws, we think of uh, rules, of crime, of courtrooms, of things like that. We think of justice and strict rules. But in the Bible, the word for law is actually the Hebrew word Torah, which means instructions or teachings. It means the things that God teaches us to do. The instructions that God gives us to do as to how we should live, the kind of people that we should be, right? The things that God teaches us to do are his laws and instructions. So what do these verses say about the laws of God, about the teaching and instructions? Let's look at it here. I've highlighted um, in blue what the Bible says about the laws of God. The law of the Lord is perfect. That means that God's instructions, God's teachings they're perfect. They can never mess up, right? Sometimes parents, we make rules and laws and later we go, oh, I don't know if that was the right choice or maybe we should have not been so strict. But God's laws aren't like that. When God gives us instructions and teaching, we can know that it's perfect. This also says the laws of the Lord can be trusted, right? We don't have to wonder, is this a rule I should follow? Is this something I should do? Is this teaching? Is this good or not? If it is a law of God, if it's a teaching of God, if it's an instruction of God, you can trust it. You don't ever have to wonder, should I really do this? You can know that because God only does what's best for us, that if it's an instruction or a teaching from him, it can be trusted. Next is the rules of the Lord are what? What's it say? What does it say? They're right. They are always right. 
Sometimes if you ever heard a law or an instruction and you've gone, I don't know, is that right? Is that wrong? Because when humans make rules, sometimes we get it wrong, but the laws of God are always right. So whatever God teaches you is going to be right. And the last one, it says, God's commands shine brightly. Other versions of the Bible say that God's commands are pure, are innocent, or clean, meaning there is nothing bad in any of God's instructions for you. You can trust that if God says something, if God tells you to do something, or if God tells you not to do something, that it is going to be good and clean and pure, and there will be nothing bad in it, right? So we can trust that God's instructions for us are the very best, and we should make sure that we take the time to read the Bible so we know what his commands are. So what are his laws? What are God's commands? I want to show you, tell you three examples. The first is just in the Old Testament, we can even start as easy as the Ten Commandments, right? The Ten Commandments, the things that God told us in the Old Testament that we should do. These are some of the most basic laws. Um, the Ten Commandments include a lot of things like don't worship other gods. Don't make anything in your life more important to God. Um, the Ten Commandments tell us to honor our fathers and mothers. That it's really important to God that we take the time to honor our parents. Um, the Bible tells us in the Ten Commandments we shouldn't kill or steal or lie or cheat or be jealous of what other people have and try and take it for ourselves. The Old Testament gives us these laws that God says, hey, this is my word, this is my teaching, my instruction. Make sure that when you're living your life, you follow these things. So that's some of the Old Testament laws. Now, in the New Testament, one time somebody came to Jesus and said, okay, Jesus, the Old Testament has all these laws, the Ten Commandments plus a lot more. And they asked Jesus, what would you say Jesus is the most important law. What's the most important commandment? And here's what Jesus said in Matthew 22. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Jesus summed up all the commandments and said, there's a lot of things that I'm going to tell you to do or not to do, but you can kind of sum it all up with this. Love God and love people. Maybe we should say that together a little bit. Everybody hold up one finger. Everybody say, love God, love people. Let's try it again. Love God and love people. If you don't remember anything else I say today, as you go through this new school year, when you are faced with a decision, should I do this thing or not do this thing? You can ask yourself, does this help me love God? And does this help me love people? That's a pretty easy two questions to ask yourself. And if the answer to either one of those is no, then maybe you shouldn't do that thing, right? That can be a really easy thing because Jesus said all of the other stuff can be summed up in that. Love me, love God more than anything else. And love people. Think about, will this action hurt somebody? Is, will this action help somebody? We can ask those questions. So sometimes uh, we have things in the Old Testament and the New Testament, but also sometimes the instructions of God are for us. He speaks individually to us in different seasons. Something specific for you. 
It's not a command like the Ten Commandments or something in the New Testament, but sometimes God will give teaching or instruction to you personally. Maybe at going into this fall, you've been praying and you have felt God maybe say something to your heart like, hey, this, this year, I want you to give up this. Or this year, I want you to do this. And God is putting his finger on something in your life that he wants you to work on this year. We see this in the New Testament. There was a, a man who came to Jesus one day and he said, Jesus, I want to be closer to you. How can I be closer to God? And God said, okay, obey the Ten Commandments. Obey the Old Testament, the law, like I showed you. And the man said, okay, I've got that down. I'm doing that. And so then Jesus looked at him and said, okay, how about this? I want you to sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And it says the man was shocked. He looked at Jesus and was like, how in the world can you ask me to do that? How would you guys have fared if that was, if God asked that of you? Kids? What if you felt like God said, today you need to sell your Xbox or your favorite toy? How would you do with that? You're all very quiet. The quietest I've heard you all. Teenagers, what if it was, hey, if you want to get closer to me, I want you to give up your phone. Oh. Hey, adults, if, what if Jesus said, if you want to be closer to me, I want you to give up your phone? Right? We all can look at the rich young ruler and go, oh my goodness, he was, he was unable to do that. But how many of us would be willing to give up the thing? Now, why did Jesus say that to him? Is it because none of us are ever supposed to have stuff, Xboxes or phones or anything else? No. But Jesus looked at him and saw something in his heart. Maybe it was greed. Maybe it was a lack of compassion for the poor because Jesus said, I want you to sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Maybe the man didn't care about poor people. Whatever it was, Jesus looked at him and said, if for you to grow, here's something I want you to do this year. This is something I want you to want to do. You said, what do I have to do to be closer to God? Well, here's the thing. But this man was unable to do that. He just kind of threw his hands up and said, well, that's too much. I'm not going to do that. But for you and me, there can be times that God will speak something to us to tell us something we're supposed to give up, something we're supposed to add to our life. Maybe we're supposed to spend more time this year in prayer. Maybe as a family, you're like, you know what? I feel like we're just going to commit to every night before bed, having a time where the family just sits and says a prayer. Maybe it's something personally like, okay, God has been challenging me that to, I need to rest more or I need to serve more or I need to give this thing up for a short season or maybe give up something for a long term. Whatever it is, we all go through times that the Holy Spirit will tell us, give us teaching and instruction. And when God does that, we can know that it's perfect and trustworthy and right and for our highest good. Does that all make sense? All right. I have one other thing that I want to talk about when we talk about following God's laws. Because sometimes we don't like parameters. We don't like rules. We don't like restrictions. We don't like it when we can't do whatever we want, whenever we want, however much we want. And we think that that will be the thing that will make us happy. What would make us happy? No rules. What would make us happy? No laws. We can just do whatever we want. Sometimes in our mind, we think, that obviously the very best thing for me would be to be able to do whatever I want whenever I want, right? But the reality is that most rules and instructions are in place not to steal our fun, but to keep us safe and healthy and to keep other people safe and healthy. So I have a little illustration. I need a, I need a volunteer. 
Who, let's see. All right, Margo, come on up. Can you give Margo a hand? <laughs> Tell everybody, well, I already told them your name. Tell them again. Margo. Margo, how old are you? Eight. What grade are you going into? Third. Third grade, are you excited for third grade? Okay. Margo, I have a very large bag of M&Ms right here. So what if I told you that right now you could open up this whole bag of M&Ms and you could just eat the entire bag, all 38 ounces, two pounds of M&Ms. How would you feel about being able to eat all of these M&Ms right now? Hmm. <laughs> okay, this, last night the kid goes, I'd have to ask my mom first. Where are the naughty kids? I need the naughty kids. <laughs> I love the hands that went up. <laughs> So I don't know, when I was a kid, I would have thought like the very best thing would be to be able to just eat them all, all at one time, sit down and stop. Sometimes I think that as an adult, that I could just sit and eat the whole bag. What would happen if you sat and you ate this entire bag of M&Ms right now without stopping? Apparently, she has some good restraint and has never eaten a whole... Anybody eaten a whole bag of M&Ms in one sitting? What happens? You don't feel real great, right? Last night, I asked my son on the way here, what do you think would happen? And he said, your dentist would hate you. <laughs> right? Okay, well, you can take those home and eat them when your mom says you can. Can you give Margo a hand? <laughs> All these good kids, my goodness. Sometimes we think, I just want to be able to eat the whole bag. I don't want to have to limit it. I don't want to just eat four. I don't want to eat five. Sometimes parameters make us feel, ugh, because I want to be able to do whatever I want. But the, the reality is most rules, most parameters, most laws are for our protection and the protection of others. Imagine if Pastor Jeff just decided that he wasn't going to stop at red lights anymore. I don't like that rule. I don't like that restriction. Could Pastor Jeff get hurt? Could Pastor Jeff hurt other people? Yes. So when we don't follow the rules and the laws that God tells us to do, not only can we get hurt, we get sick, we get unhealthy, we can hurt other people. So sometimes we don't like the idea of rules because we think that it will spoil our fun, but the reality is God's laws and instruction and teaching are to help us grow to be good people, to stay safe, and to keep other people safe. God's laws and rules also have benefits for us. Let's look at the scripture one more time. This time I highlighted in green what God's laws benefit our lives with, right? The law of the Lord is perfect. Look, it says it gives us new strength. How many of you could use some new strength for the year? It says when we choose to do things God's way, we're going to find the strength that we need for whatever we're going to face. That when we put ourselves within the parameters of what God says we should do or not do, that it's going to give us strength. Next, it says that they make the childish people wise. What is being wise? It's knowing what to do in the moment. I don't know about you, but there are a lot of times that I don't really know what I should do next. But this says when we choose to say, okay, God, whatever you teach me, whatever you're instructing me to do, that's, I'm going to follow that, and it's going to give me wisdom. I'm going to know what to do in the moment. The next says that the rules of the Lord give us joy. 
that seems like an oxymoron, right? That seems like, what? The rules give us joy. But that's the truth. When we place ourselves under God's leadership and say, God, anything you teach me or instruct me, I'm going to do, it will bring joy to our hearts. And the last one, this is really important. It says that they give light to our minds. I know there are a lot of people struggling with fear and anxiety and worry. And maybe in your mind, you're thinking about a new school year and you're feeling really worried about it. You know what? This Bible verse is telling us that we can trust that, God, I just know that as I listen to you, as I try and be the person that you've called me to be, that you're going to help anxiety and fear and worry go away and you are going to bring light to my mind this year. That seems like a pretty good deal, right? Yes? All right. So as we go into the next year, as I'm going into the next year, I've spent the last few weeks kind of sitting down and asking God, okay, Lord, what do you have for me this fall? God, what are some instructions, teachings, and commands that you want me to focus on? What are some of the things that you want me to do? And there's a verse God has put on my heart for this fall, and it's Isaiah 38, 16, which says, Lord, your discipline is good, for it leads to life and health. You restore my health, and you allow me to live. Now, I had a hard year last year. I had a lot of things going on. I had a lot of stress and, and some sad things happen. And so I felt like God was saying, this year is about health. This is about health in your heart, health in your mind, health in your body. And so there are a lot of things that I've sat down and said, okay, Lord, you have said the discipline of the Lord is good. So what are the disciplines you want me to put in my life this fall? What are some things you want me to do? And I started writing out the teaching and instructions of God. Okay, God, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this every day. God, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And for me, I have a list from God, which are his teaching and instructions for me in that season. Now, some of the things I don't like very much. Some of them feel a little restrictive. I don't like being boxed in. I want to eat the whole bag of M&Ms. Not like Margot. I want to eat it all. But... I trust that God's commands, teaching, and instruction for my life are perfect, and it's exactly what I need for this season. So I'm going to follow whatever he tells me to do. So what I want to ask of you today is, will you join me? Would you ask God this week, Lord, what are the teaching and instructions you have for my life in this season? Is there something you want me to start doing? Is there want something you want me to stop doing? God, is there a behavior that I'm doing that isn't loving God or loving people? God, is there something that you want me to change? Whatever you're teaching and instruction for me, I'm going to do that thing. Who will do this with me? Who's going to jump in? Awesome. I believe that as we ask God, he'll show us, and we will find that all of those benefits will come to us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay, Pastor Jeff is going to come up and help us uh, pray for students and teachers. <laughs> 